Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top feed you some football, Woman Crush Wednesday, NFL lunch style. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson meeting with the media over in London. Ravens taking on the Titans as four-point favorites coming up 9.30 Sunday morning. We, 105.7 The Fan, we will be at Sports and Social Maryland Live 6-9 to nine for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the pregame show. Brought to you by Rice, Mirtha Pesaurus. Now the Ravens. They should be four and one right now. Actually, really want to nitpick. They should be five and up. But here's John Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh, Ravens coach, talking about the possibility of being four and two. Well, that'd be great. That's kind of what we'd like Super to do. Super you know, One game at a time, obviously. That was our mindset then. But uh, it would have been great to be three and zero in the division on the road. But we didn't get it done. You know, we didn't do what we needed to do to win the game, even though we were capable of doing it. So uh, the next one up is this one. And if we could come out of here four and two, you know, that'd be great. Because looking at the schedule, Nolan McGraw, Cleveland's got San Francisco. I'm seeing two and three in their future. Could be wrong, and I normally am. Cincinnati has Seattle at home, which is not exactly a walk in the park. The spread's only two and a half in favor of the Bengals. So if the Ravens get to four and two, Pittsburgh's off this week. I see them being back in first place here. Perhaps, Right. I still think the division is theirs to control. You know, last week was a misstep. We talked about it. The Steelers are technically in first place right now. Bengals are figuring it out. If you want to go off of what they showed us last week, look to be uh, starting to round back into form. But you're kind of hoping if you're the Ravens that it's too late. You know, you already have the one head-to-head matchup against them. Now they got to come to Baltimore later in the year. So that's no uh, easy task for them. But a lot of season left. But if you're the Ravens, you're hoping that you still have that edge. It's still yours to lose. Yeah, if three and three is not an ideal situation, I don't think, for them coming back for uh, Detroit. Not that Detroit's the 85 Bears or anything like that, but they're certainly one of the better teams so far in the National Football League. But we talk about this. Well, say the offense struggled or hasn't lived up to its expectations in a lot of areas. One guy on defense that has is Kyle Hamilton, and John Harbaugh recognizes that. Kyle's becoming emerging as an impact player, there's no doubt. He's just a second-year player. Uh, he's, he's just beginning his second year. And uh, he was a high draft pick. We had high expectations for him. He had to learn some tough lessons. I think he'd be the first to tell you last year early in the season, but he, he learned them. He's very smart. Uh, he's got a growth mindset, big time. And that's one of the reasons, besides his talent, I think, that he's, 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 he's making such progress. But he's a factor out there. I mean, Tennessee and everybody else has got to know where number 14 is. Yeah, three sacks. They were all in one game against the Colts. 
Got to pick, got to force fumble. I mean, he's doing some really good things. He's fourth on the team in tackles. And I think we all kind of expected him to take it to another level. And you heard John Harbaugh saying there that he struggled early to the point where his snap count was pretty limited in the first half of the season. But by the end of the year, he and Roquan Smith were the two best defensive players on the team for them. And now it looks like he's uh, making a strong run at Pro Bowl recognition absolutely uh but sort of positionless last year they i guess had the benefit at the time you had chuck clark who was kind of locked in to that typical safety role along with marcus williams now this year there were some questions if hamilton would be able to handle that and so far he has while still maintaining you know mcdonald's still using his unique skill set yep they're not abandoning it and he's dealing with you know marcus williams is hurt I mean, the cornerback position's been depleted by injury. I mean, they're just getting people back, and he's kind of living up to his end of the bargain for sure. Now, the last time the Ravens were in London, they got destroyed by Jacksonville. John Harbaugh explains to the media, and it's not all local media, by the way, talking to John Harbaugh today. He's in London, for crying out loud. But he's asked, uh, you know, how are you guys going to – what did you learn from the last time you were here? It had a big impact because, you know, we didn't feel like we put our best foot forward, so we were oh. pretty much going to do something different. We weren't going to do it the same. And then we just went to work on the timing. I just to credit to all the people involved. I mean, all of our staff. It's not easy, you know, playing and then getting on a plane the next morning and getting out here with everything we're doing. And then the people where we're staying, the people here, you know, everybody's just been great. So, But the impact was we're going to try to do better than we did last time. It wasn't just that. It wasn't just coming out late. There were other factors, if you remember. Uh, that kind of were happening, you know, that I think impacted our guys' uh, mindset. Yeah, they were drubbed in that game. And if memory serves, I don't have the block, a box score in front of me. Mercedes Lewis looked like John Mackey. Was that Bortles still the quarterback for them? I believe so. Yeah, Lewis looked about 20 years younger. Yeah, 2007. That's the year Jacksonville made it to the AFC Championship game. If I'm not mistaken, right? And lost 2017. That sounds about right. Yeah. So they. Uh, but the Ravens went there, I believe, as favorites to win and then got housed. And they left earlier, prepared better, get acclimated to the turf ahead of the matchup against Tennessee. Tennessee, run-heavy team with Derrick Henry. Hopkins is coming off of one of his better games. I mean, the play action kind of makes things go. And, you know, Mike Vrabel's familiar with what the Ravens bring to the equation here. So I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park by any stretch of the imagination. Well, you know what's interesting is that the Ravens and Titans played, of course, all those heated battles back in the early 2000s. But the rivalry kind of renewed in 2019 when the Titans upset them in the playoffs. Yes. The following year, some heated matchups leading to another playoff showdown. The Ravens win that one. But since then, Titans kind of heading in a different direction, but a lot of the same. Derrick Henry's still there. Coach still the same. But you're not really feeling that intensity that they had a couple years ago. And they're both coming off losses. Uh, Tennessee has a losing record. Two years ago, the Titans were the number one seed in the playoffs. The Ravens didn't even make the playoffs. Two years ago, so we'll. I'm guessing things will get sparked once there's kickoff 9:30 in uh, London. It's a NFL lunch here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. John Harbaugh talks about Odell Beckham and the ankle injury. He's feeling just a little bit. You know, it's a it's soft tissue type of a situation, but he should be fine. All right, that uh, quick and to the point. 
Seven catches, 79 yards for Odell Beckham in three games. I did Cleveland radio this morning, as I do every uh, couple of weeks, with uh, Ken and Anthony out there on the fan. And they asked me if, uh, you know, Odell Beckham is, uh, you know, earning his money. And I said, no. And I said, Jadavian Clowney's actually exceeding expectations. Odell is beneath expectations for a lot of people. But i got to be honest with you, Nolan, I didn't really expect him to be Odell from 2015 to begin. No, you figured he was going to miss a couple games. That was kind of built in. Uh, I think Vinny said it best at the time when they signed him, and it might get lost as time goes on, but the importance of that signing when it happened before Lamar was signed. It was a, kind of a, you know, a key to unlock the Lamar return almost. That might get forgotten as history goes on, but right. I think the signing served its purpose. As long as he doesn't pop off and become a locker room distraction, I think it's a fine signing. It's one year. It's low risk. It's whatever to high, me. High dollar, 15 mil. Right, but you know you can shell out high dollar for one year. You're not <laughs> committed or you're not handcuffed here. Sure. Video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll talk more football. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. When we come back, talk about week six of the season, which starts tomorrow, Denver at Kansas City. And then we'll look at the Orioles' season-ending loss to the Texas Rangers. 7-1. The birds are done. The offseason begins. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. You know, if I ever hit the Powerball or Mega Millions, my goal is to get good at electric football. I have plenty of time. I won't be working anymore. That's for sure. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. This is Knock on Wood. Who sings the song? It's driving me crazy. It's the disco song. Knock, knock, knock on wood. Amy Stewart. Amy Stewart. What's up, Amy? NFL Week 6 starts tomorrow. As Denver, disappointing, goes to Kansas City. Workman like 4-1. and one. We're going to talk about that. The other NFL news. And maybe the draft board changing for him. CBSSports.com. 
on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Joins us every Wednesday. He's Ryan Wilson. Ryan, what's happening? Uh, let me just first off, Bob, apologize to Nolan because he told me last week that this Steelers-Ravens game was going to be close, and I said, no way on planet Earth. And the Ravens found a way to not only make it close but lose a game that uh, no way, shape, or form should they ever lose. Hey, take that W, man. I mean, it should have been a blowout in the first half, but uh, the Ravens let it slip away, and now you look at the AFC North. Steelers technically in first place. They have a bye this week. Deshaun Watson looks like he's still very much banged up with that shoulder. And then Joe Burrow had a little pace on his fastball. It's funny, uh, Jamar Chase did all that whining and had like uh, 5,000 yards receiving. So we're five weeks in, Ryan. Do we know anything more about the AFC North than we did, say, two weeks ago? I think we know less. And the (laughs) starting point is the Ravens. I mean, these losses to the Colts at home against Gardner Minshew and then the way they played against Pittsburgh, it's just hard to wrap your brain around what's going on. Yeah, they have injuries, but every team has injuries at this point. But it, it was just uh, it was sort of baffling to watch. Now, you mentioned the, uh, Joe Burrow looks to be back to form, but can is that sustainable? We'll see. He still took some huge hits in that game, and, and you want him to get healthy to have him playing at his best. But that's been a, a problem uh, throughout his career, for being honest. And the Browns are the Browns and the Steelers. I don't have any faith in that team offensively unless they're going to rely – on their defense to carry them. And at times the defense was exposed. You just wouldn't know it looking at the stat sheet with all the drops that the Ravens had. So I think the Ravens are the best team technically in this division. But, you know, back in August we were talking about maybe this is the toughest division in football. It might end up being the worst. It might be worse than the AFC South at this point. Yeah, everybody's competitive there. Every, what's see, two of the four in the AFC North have negative point differentials. Three of the four in the South have positive point differentials. But let's bounce around a little bit, and we'll go to New England, and things have been dreadful for them. By the way, minus 76 is their point differential, and Mac Jones has been benched twice. Is Bill Belichick a guy that cares about legacies? And I guess part two of this one is Robert Kraft, a guy that no longer cares about legacies, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think Bill certainly cares about legacy. He's in the business of, uh, you know, one of the most competitive business on, on planet Earth. And I, he wants to win and he wants to be remembered for winning, I would imagine. Maybe he, he thinks differently, but he's not that far off from the record. But at this pace, it might take another 50 years to get there with the way this football team is playing. And, you know, there's an article in The Athletic today from Jeff Howe, I believe, who, who said Robert Kraft, according to Jeff Howe, will not be afraid to move on from Bill Belichick if things continue in this direction. And that's, you know, that's a headline you never thought you'd read, right. whether it's a reporter or otherwise. So this team is in a bad way. The quarterback situation is an absolute mess. Mac Jones is, is playing with less confidence than perhaps Sam Darnold was when he said he was seeing ghosts. And, you know, part of the finger, you know, the finger has to be pointed at, Bill Belichick and, and some of the decisions he's made, because we've seen it historically, it's hard to be both the guy who coaches the team and selects all the players once the season's over. They didn't draft a tackle last year during the draft process. It took three interior offensive linemen. That ain't helping Matt Jones progress. They thought Bill O'Brien would come in and be able to do that, and it's it's gotten worse. Like This team offensively was better under Matt Patricia. Think about that and where this football team is right now. So. They're one of the worst teams in football. You can lump them in there with the Giants and and the Bears and the Broncos, and no one wants to be in that conversation, but that's where they certainly find themselves. Staying in the AFC East, uh, Miami bounced back after the loss to Buffalo, but they lose HN, which is a horrible, horrible injury because that kid was dealing for sure. But Buffalo, 
They go to London. They play Jacksonville. And, you know, we've talked about them before, Ryan. Jacksonville, I think, is better than just winning a bad division. I think they could be dangerous. But the Bills, you, they tantalize you. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I keep expecting more from them on a weekly basis. Just when you think they're starting to pulverize people, they they lose and Stephon Diggs is throwing things. Yeah, and I think part of the issue is that Jacksonville has a home field advantage in London. They've been there for the week prior, so they were acclimated. And Sean McDermott touched on it after the game. They left Thursday night, got there Friday morning. Josh Allen said he was exhausted, essentially. He said he drank more coffee than he ever has. He's not a coffee guy. And I want to see how this works out this week because I think this is the exact same blueprint that uh, John Harbaugh's following. I think they're leaving Thursday the Ravens are to get over there. And that team just looked dead for the first 45 minutes, and then they sort of woke up. So – We'll see, and, and I don't think this is an indication of who the Bills are. I think this was more a getting acclimated to being in London situation than anything else because they've looked pretty good since that week one loss. I think they'll be fine. I think Miami's the best team in that division, but I don't think that means anything about the Bills long-term, and I expect them to be certainly in the playoff race once we get down the stretch. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, talking football with him. Bob Haney with you. Ryan on the WGK Law guest hotline. L.A. Chargers, they're going to get Eckler back, it looks like, this week. They're 2-2 two and two through four. They lose Mike Williams for the year. Where do we view them right now as they get ready for a pretty significant stretch of games? Yeah, we're going to find out right quick because they're, they're playing the Cowboys in Los Angeles. So, Quentin Johnson, the first-round pick, needs to continue to develop. And he hasn't been featured often in part because of Mike Williams, who's had a, an outstanding year until he tore his ACL, unfortunately. But they have Keenan Allen. Uh, they drafted Darius Davis, who's a speedy receiver. They have Josh Palmer. But it starts with, with Justin Herbert. And as long as he's out there and hopefully his Edward Scissorhands fingers healed after that debacle uh, last week, they had the week off to hopefully get him healthier. But the defense has to play better, and that starts with Brandon Staley. On the other side, all right, we'll see which Cowboys team this is. It feels like the one that we're used to seeing uh, blow a, a, a potentially important game, and there's no crime in losing to the 49ers, but you want to see how they bounce back, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy in particular. That defense is pretty banged up now too. But these teams feel like they're they're sort of similar in terms of not reaching the expectations that people had hoped before the season, and, and then what happens when they hit some turbulent waters. I sort of like the Chargers a little better just because the quarterback's more uh, – not necessarily more established, but I think he's further along in his progress, if that makes sense. And this is, again, it's not a hot team game for Mike McCarthy, but it feels like every game from here on out, Brandon Staley has to continue to prove himself and, and prove that he's overcoming the things that have cost his team games in the past. Right, an interesting game on the schedule, at least for me, is Detroit at Tampa. Detroit 4-1. and one. They're already two games up in their division. Tampa surprising, I guess, at 3-1. and one. How do you view this one as Detroit? I mean, they win there. They're 5-1. and one. Then they're coming to Baltimore next week, and who knows what shape the Ravens are going to be in after the Tennessee game Sunday morning. Yeah, so it's funny. You look at this game a couple years ago. You know, Tom Brady's still in Tampa Bay. You figure the line's going to be minus 17 or something. And, and now the upstart Buccaneers are the team that could potentially be the uh, upset looming for the Lions, where Jared Goff, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's sort of funny to say, you, you never would have thought after being traded from Sean McVay to the, uh, you know, the black hole that is Detroit Lions, he would turn things around. But that's exactly what's happened. He's been dealing, uh, except for the one game where he had the turnovers and they lost that football game. But credit to Baker Mayfield for he, he found a landing spot where they believed in him. They have some players around him. The offensive line is holding him together, and he's making plays. Now, Detroit's a better football team on paper, but it's in Tampa. Now, who knows? Maybe it'll be hot. Maybe it won't. 
And I think this team has some has some confidence. The defense is playing pretty well. I like the Lions to win, but it wouldn't shock me if you said Tampa Bay found a way to, to eke out that football game. They're not playing a lot of pretty football, but they're getting it done. And it's going to be interesting to see what this means for Baker, who's on a one-year deal. Are they going to re-up him? Are they going to go another direction? But I, I, I'm happy to see him play well after he hit a, a, a rough patch after leaving Cleveland. All right, Ryan, let's get to college for those new to the program. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, draft analyst, does mock drafts, I mean, literally like 100 of them, heading into each particular draft year. Caleb Williams, we talk about him as the number one guy. Is there a gap that is closed? Who is kind of changing your draft board, no matter the position, based on what we've seen through the first uh, half season of college football here? Yeah, Caleb one, Drake May still two, and then why uh... – QB3 is wide open. It looks like Shadur Sanders from Colorado is probably going to return to school. He's certainly a fun story. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a huge development, but Brock Bowers, is somebody, the tight end out of Georgia, has somehow gotten better from last year. He's a, he's improved as a blocker a lot, uh, but at Georgia they line him up everywhere. And um, he's actually not the athlete Kyle Pitts, Pitts is coming out. Not far behind, but he's not that athletic and not that size, but he's a better football player. And it sounds odd to say that he could be a top 10 pick as a tight end because every year we put these tight ends in the top 10, they end up going the top of the second round or something. But this is legitimately a top 10 pick in in terms of the the difference maker he could be because he is, like I said, more than a tight end. You can line him with a wide receiver. You can line him up in the backfield. And he has taken over games from Georgia where they don't have the quarterback they they had in, in Seth and Bennett. Um, and Carson Beck's coming along, but but I think he, he has been a lot of fun to watch. So that's probably the guy I would point to, even though he's not coming out of nowhere. He's coming sure. out of somewhere, but it certainly improved uh, his draft stock from a year ago. All right, real quick, uh, Caleb Williams' dad says there's no guarantees that he will even go to the draft because he has some eligibility left. Maybe finding out what the draft order is, are you buying that? I mean, I hear the words he's saying, but when you're talking about NIL money, that's maybe tops $4 million a year versus – what could potentially be $100 million on a on a rookie deal by the time it's all said and done. I mean, I'm not great at math, but I understand that 100 is a lot more than, than four or five. So I think that's where you come down on that. Uh, well, he's doing some good things with that Dr. Pepper uh, Fansville commercial stuff. <laughs> that is for sure. He's Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Ryan, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Bob. There he is, Ryan Wilson. Everybody will come back. We got to do it for you or to you, however you feel as though it's coming your way. Look back at last night's Orioles game, the loss, the aftermath, and then a funhouse trip. We're going to go from one extreme to the other. Misery, acceptance, and then just true zaniness in the funhouse. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports 24-7-1057, the voice of the fan. He's ready on the 1-2. Garcia hits this one high and deep to left. Really high, really far, and gone! Adolis Garcia! And the Texas Rangers now lead it 6 to nothing in the second inning. ESPN, Carl Ravitch on the call. Adolis Garcia, three-run jack. 
part of a five-run second inning from uh, Texas as they blow out the Orioles 7-1. With the win, they finish off the Orioles and their 2023 season. With a three-game sweep, Dean Kramer making the start, inning and two-thirds, seven hits, six runs, gave up the two homers. Seager got him in the first inning there. Nathan Avaldi, outstanding seven innings pitch, five hits, just one run, no walks, seven strikeouts. And we talked about this in the opening of the show. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Woman Crush Wednesday. Nolan McGraw on the other side of the glass. Evaldi pitched seven innings yesterday. The three Orioles starters in three games combined for eight innings pitch. Just not good enough. Grace Rodriguez got lit up on Sunday. I had no problem with him getting the start then and no problem with Dean Kramer because as we talked about yesterday on Baltimore Baseball Tonight, these are kind of the guys that got you to 101 wins. Should have won game one, the Orioles. Let it get away. Lost a one-run game. Had a chance to come from behind. Runners in scoring position. The opportunities were there. Couldn't cash in. Number one team in baseball batting average-wise with runners in scoring position. OPS there as well. Couldn't get the big hit. And then they got their asses kicked the next two games. It's pretty much as simple as that. And I don't know if Jim Palmer or Mike Cuellar could have slowed down that Texas offense. It's a moot point now because the Rangers advanced to the ALCS with their wait for the winner of Minnesota-Houston. Game four coming up today in that one. But let's hear from some parties involved. Here's the manager, Brandon Hyde, talking about the series loss in the season coming to an end. Yeah, we lost 3-2 in the first game. And then, you know, there's a couple of really short starts. The game's 2-3. and three. It's really tough to win when the starter goes inning plus. And so try to piece it together from there. I thought we swung about well came to he Evaldi just had it was complete control which he's done before against us tonight we just didn't have we didn't have many base runners we just didn't do much against them they have all the 92 now lifetime against the Orioles but he's pitched against really bad Orioles teams to accumulate that record and he stoned them in a big way last night and uh, 3-2 that was the tough one on Saturday the tone of the series would have changed I think Dramatically, the Orioles in Game 2 actually had more extra base hits than the Rangers did. Game 2 was all about the walks and grand slams. Yesterday, they just got out early and often. The pitch count was elevated for Dean Kramer right out of the gate, and he never really recovered. And you could just you could feel the air coming out of, coming out of that balloon. And I'm guessing the Orioles were probably a little, uh, you know, I don't want to say scared, but they knew – that the end was in sight and anything that would have set them back, Nolan, probably would have meant doom for them. And I don't want to say they didn't try because Gunnar Henderson was trying his ass off. They just they didn't have anything left in the end. They might not have been scared. I was scared watching. Oh, you were? I mean, that Rangers lineup, it, it was just, it got to be annoying. I mean, watching the game last night, you start <laughs> off, okay, Seeger and Simeon, I get it. Those are the big time free bro, agent bro, signings. Yeah. Proven commodity. Tough outs, but it doesn't stop there. Every guy in their lineup, he would come up to bat, and I'm like, oh, this guy again? Like We haven't gotten enough of this guy yet? Yeah, and Garver, they got him from the Twins in the kiner Falefa trade whatever year or two ago. Adolis Garcia is legit. He's a, a beast masher there. Carter looks like he's a future star for them as an outfielder. But Jonah Heim, how we traded him for Steve Pierce for crying out loud. And he made the all-star team to his credit. Josh Young's a beast. 
But that uh, Tavares guy didn't do much last night, but the first two games, he was, you talk about annoying. He was annoying. And speaking of really annoying, I didn't even know this was a thing until I was watching it. Creed, really? Creed, that's their fight song? Whatever. Creed. You know, it's, uh, it's certainly not to the level of uh, We Are Family, but I was getting a chuckle last night out of how Creed and. Uh, we her family are kind of like yeah, well, now, we, uh, well that was you want to talk about a tough L how right. about being a three up in the World Series with two of the games at home and your Cy Young Award winner pitching game five but we are family for our younger listeners that was the Pirates fight song of 1979 Sister Sledge I'm sure they're fine young ladies but that that song still irks me to this day but Creed never got him then I mean that's why I love Allison Chains because they st- well kind of hate them too because they started all these offshoot imitation bands Creed Days of the New uh, Godsmack hell they're named after an Allison Chains song what was the other crappy one Stained they like kind of they spawned all of these I almost cussed and Creed's one of those bands all right you're getting me fired up here all of a sudden here's Brandon High talking about the Orioles' lack of experience costing them. I'm sure it's helpful. I know we have experience. So this team going forward, it's going to heads up. It's going to be a really good club. Uh, nobody's denying that, but are you buying the lack of experience card here that's being thrown on his table while they got housed by Texas? It's a factor. I would say it's a small factor. Um, you know, you were the better team in the regular season, which means you got to host games one and two. You had the crowd behind you in your first taste of postseason action. You had plenty of time to adjust with support from the home crowd. Last night, first road playoff atmosphere. That's a whole different beast. But, yeah, I, I'm not not even close to being a top reason for their loss. Well, here's a guy that's going to be one of the top reasons they're contending, we think, for the next few years. It's Gunnar Henderson, and he had three hits last night. He had 500 for the series. Here's Gunnar talking about the season being over. It's uh, definitely not how you want to end it. Hated it ended that way, but there's good that can come out of this. We can use it for fuel for next year. Yeah, just don't want to feel this feeling again. So I'm sure everybody's going to have that on their minds going into the offseason and especially into next year. I'm a harken back to a team from over 50 years ago that was like this Orioles team. They were drafted. The talent was cultivated down on the farm. They took their lumps as young players. It was the Oakland A's. Reggie Jackson, Joe Rudy, Sal Bando, Raleigh Fingers, Catfish Hunter, Vita Blue, Burke Campanaris, for crying out loud, Dave Duncan. They grew together, took their lumps, then started to get good. Then in 1971, they won 100 games. Then they ran into the buzzsaw that was the 1971 Orioles, who swept them in three games. I mean, that 71 A's teams like the Orioles, one of the few teams to win 100 games and not win a playoff game. And I'll, Reggie Jackson, just sitting in the dugout, crestfallen. Couldn't believe it. You know what happened to those A's? They won the next three world championships until free agency broke them up. Now, they had a couple of Hall of Famers in there, but you get the point. This Oriole team, not saying they're going to win three straight World Series. They've grown together. They've won together. Now they took their lumps together. And let's see how they learn from the experience, just like that A's team did back in 1971. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. We'll come back, take a trip through the fun house. Something tells me it might not be that fun before Inside Access takes over.
Work, work, work sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Schedule week six NFL. Broncos at Chiefs tomorrow, 8-15. Kansas City, 10.5 point favorites. Ravens at Tennessee. In London, of course. Ravens, four point favorites there. Washington at Atlanta. Falcons minus two and a half. Minnesota, Chicago. Vikings laying two and a half on the road. Minus Justin Jefferson, by the way. Seattle's at uh, Cincy. Bengals minus two and a half there. Spreads courtesy of Caesars Sportsbooks. 49ers at the Browns. San Francisco minus six and a half. Deshaun Watson not practicing today. Carolina's at Miami. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Colts at Jacksonville. Jags minus four. Richardson placed on IR today. New Orleans at Houston. Saints minus one and a half. New England's at the Raiders. Raiders minus three. Arizona's at the Rams. Rams minus seven. Philly at the Jets. Eagles minus seven. Detroit's at Tampa. Buccaneers, as we just talked about, Ryan Wilson, they're three and one. But Detroit's three-point favorites. Giants at Buffalo Sunday night. Bills minus 14. And then Monday night football, Dallas is somehow favored over the Chargers. Minus two and a half. Green Bay and Pittsburgh have buys this week. Nolan, before we get to the fun house, how you feeling as we wrap up this uh, Oriole season's over version of uh, Vinny and Haney? It's over. It was over quickly. We ripped the Band-Aid off, but... As we talked about a bunch today, a bright future and a lot, a lot to do this offseason. Well, Yogi Berra would say it ain't over till it's over. But as we channel Yogi from the great beyond, I think he said it's over. And the discussion will continue heavily throughout the offseason in a way that we really haven't experienced in a while, just like we haven't experienced this kind of winning for the Orioles in a while now. What kind of free agents are they going to get? Mm-hmm. The uh, the winter meetings are going to be an actual talking Plenty point for the Orioles. Plenty of prospects that are going to be asked about, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But then again, we'll see how it goes. Hey, if the Ravens lose to the Titans on Sunday, John Harbaugh's job's going to be in jeopardy, at least according to the people that call this show. That's for sure. Inside Access coming up next. Let's go to the Funhouse. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First one here, Texter says, I feel sick to my stomach today, but it's probably because of all the shots of Tito's last <laughs> night. Uh, congrats to the 2023 Baltimore Orioles. Nonetheless, hell of a season. That was Keith and Park. Though. We were engaged. Well, I'm always engaged, a Oriole fan since birth, but a lot of people engaged since the start of the since tr- uh, spring training started anticipating this team. So it's at. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Eight months this team was giving us uh, pleasure, sports-wise, anyway. That's the way it should be. Sure. Uh, This one here, Jay in Essex, says, This year we can accept uh, maybe a little bit easier the final results of the Orioles season because they did win 101 games when no one expected them to. But moving forward, things will change very quickly. They need to be willing to spend money 
on free agents and their own players, especially an ace pitcher. Well, we'll see how that goes. That's with that's way beyond our control, what the spending will be for John Angelos and the Baltimore Orioles. Also, I'll be interested to see, because they had all of them come from behind wins, because they won all those one-run games, what the analytics will say about them, depending on the personnel heading into the season. Because everybody, you know, the Red Sox have sucked for a couple years now. It's not like they're on the verge of anything great. I don't know why we're scared of them. Uh, This one here says, uh, I would have pulled Kramer after he gave up the double that scored two. Can't let one player ruin the game that early. Yeah, they they walked Seager to get to Heim. No, it wasn't Heim. It was Garver, who had already hit the grand slam, and you could tell he took joy in lining that thing down the left field line. I don't disagree with that. I mean, when you're... Your backs are against the wall, whatever cliche you want to use. And if there's signs of trouble, you gotta you gotta bust a move there. And one more here from Ron, who says, I don't really blame the Orioles pitching. The Rangers seem to wear out every single pitcher that they've come across so far this postseason, even going back to the Rays two game series. Uh it's just it is what it is. Great season, no doubt. Yep. Texas uh, they ran into a buzzsaw. Rangers' number one scoring offense in the American League, and they flex those muscles big time against the Orioles. That's why I keep going back, like a lot of people do, to the opener. They hold you hold Texas to three. You got to win the game. They didn't, and then the whipping sticks came out in a big way the next two. That's going to do it for us. Inside access coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow with Total Request Thursday, preparing you more for the Ravens and Titans coming up in London. Ravens four point favorites. In that game for Nolan McGraw and Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class this morning. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.